up next on Dr. Nancy Knows, Christine T.D. Ellis. She is a teacher, published author, and currently broadcast personality and council member. You do not want to miss how she is known as the Make It Happen Lady. Up next. Nancy and this is Dr. Nancy Knows, the talk show that brings awareness, inspiration, motivation to many individuals across the nation, uniting our nation. We do that not only through my 25 years of experience, but bringing individuals that are experts in their field of industry and talking about what difference they're making in their local circle of influence. Be sure to tune in to watch Dr. Nancy on this network, Dr. Nancy Knows, YouTube, Vimeo, Fire Stick, Roku TV, like, share, and subscribe. Christine Ellis is a council member. She's a registered nurse, bachelor's of science. She's a teacher, a mother. She's an author. She is a lady that is doing it in the community. And I am so privileged to have her on the show and talk about what is up next with her. Christine, it's so nice to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor sitting down with you today. Well, you know, the we, Dr. Nancy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, listen, you are the Christine. And oh. we have had lots of circle of uh, close colleagues and friends uh, the whole entire many years that I've been here. Well, yes. five. And yes. you've been here many years. 34 years to be exact. Oh, my yes. goodness. You know, honestly, um, we've met before. And, you know, time means everything. Timing is everything. I always say that nothing happened by, you know, coincidence. It was meant to be. The time is right, as I said. Well, your spirit and energy just exudes yourself. And the beautiful smile, it's so welcoming. Thank you. I ran across you the other day, and it was just that smile again that just mm -hmm. caused me to come near you and hug you. I needed that that morning, you don't know how much, because I had just finished taping a commercial for our police department, because being a council member, they're asking us for recruitment. So I was there on site doing that, and there you were, uh, sunshine and bright in my day, so that was wonderful. Thank you so much for being there at the right time, the right moment. Well, it, you know, it's such a great thing to say how grateful you are of, of someone, and you know, when it's reciprocal, it's, it's just even better. We have to, you know, yeah. live in the moment and just absorb that because mm -hmm. time is priceless. Mm -hmm. And the moments that you give with an individual, you won't ever get them back. Never again. Live in the moment. I love that. That's the way I live my life, always. And, you know, honestly, you are so well accomplished. Um, you're constantly growing. You're uh, constantly seeking out the next challenge. Yes. Uh, let's speak to a number of your passions, one being the elderly population, the homeless. Yes. What are you doing in the community that makes a difference in their lives? Well, being a geriatric nurse, that's my passion. I, when I went to school, I always thought that maybe I'll go and be a pediatrician, I'll be other things like that, but I end up being a geriatric nurse. And to tell you the truth, that exactly what I was born to do, 
in that arena. I excel. I was my patient's advocate. I, I went to the legislature and advocate for them when it was time to do so. The governor had an opportunity to uh, position me in a place where I was on a board of infection control for the whole state of Arizona years ago. So all those things told me that I was in the right place at the right time. And we took care of so many people, both my sister and I. We own assisted living homes throughout Chandler Gilbert in Scottsdale. At one time, we had 19 of them throughout the whole place. And we took care of thousands upon thousands of people. And we loved it. I believe that was a, the Cedar Sanctuary. The Cedar Sanctuary, about. yeah. Prior Absolutely. To that, yeah. And, and then, so over 30 years of experience, yeah. geriatric, yeah. elder care, yeah. making a difference in these individuals' lives. Mm -hmm. And, and actually, now you're in a position to change laws, yes, too. Yes. I mean, you've always been in that position. Correct. An educator, mm -hmm. training individuals, an author, speaking to your many passions, specifically mm -hmm. as it relates to the elderly. Absolutely. Tell us more. Well, what happened is that you find yourself in a position where someone will come to you at the most vulnerable part of their lives, right? When their parents either in the ER and somebody fell, broke a, a hip, and they need a place to go. So here we are, we found ourselves there. So we had to rose up to the occasion and help them do what they do best, which is love on their loved one, rather than taking care of them at that moment. So we were their hands and feet and the eyes and ears for them, and then we just took care of them. We had about 50 employees working for us in, those, in that arena. We took care of them and uh, the best that we could. And Help. I don't know how many funerals we did, how many people we stood by the bedside with them. We worked with hospice, we worked with home health. So what we did is that what we called, um, we, we provided a care that encompassed spirit, soul, and body. Yes. Because we said that it's important that we people are wholesome into the things that they, they come to do, and who they are truly. Because people will come to us and they are so a different part of them, and the family can understand why they are like this at this square, whether they have Alzheimer's or dementia. That was our forte. Right? Wow. They will bring us clients that nobody wanted to take care of, but here we were. We understood that if we bring them together, if we bring all those parts together for them, make them whole, then we were able to get to the part where their needs are and meet that need. So in other words, if someone comes and says, uh, I will, I, we will ask the family members, how do we put their care plan together for them? And if they tell us that oh, this person used to love ice, but how many cube of ice did they like? They used to have three of them in their, in, their, in their water. So that's what we would do. We would follow that need and do And then it started to decrease anxiety, give them a place of safety. Because you understand, as a doctor, safety is number one. Someone doesn't feel safe in your environment or with you in your presence, they will not allow you to come in and take care of them. Exactly right. So it, it's personalized, customized wellness Absolutely. at its finest. Yes. And then, you know, as taking an oath in the medical field, yes. you really have to have a passion and love what it is that you do. And when you do, it, it transcends to the lives of others. Yes. And how important is it to have an advocate uh, you know, in the assistant living uh, facility, any kind of healthcare setting, yes. it's so important. As medical professionals, we do take an oath to advocate for these individuals. And we have to do it every single day. It's very important. And then, I mean, you take it one step further because of the love and passion that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, let's talk about um, who is little Christine Ellis, oh, right? I mean, you're an immigrant from Haiti. Yeah. Uh, you're on many boards and co-founders of organizations that give back to your country, but not only Haiti, but America and across the country and the world as yeah. well. Tell us a little bit about 
who has been instrumental in your life and, and who has paved the way for you to be this beautiful being? Well, you know, we always say that uh, don't underestimate the small beginnings, right? Um, I'm just a little girl that was born in Haiti, Tiburon, to be exact, in a little village. And the day that I was born, Haiti experienced one of the biggest cyclones ever. 7,500 people died that day. I was born in a little attic with the midwife standing on a ladder and me coming out with water all the way up to here. And so from that point on, um, you don't know what your life is going to be. I, for me to be sitting with you right now is not a miracle, right? There's always things that happen. I found myself, it happened that my dad immigrated here in the 1970s, and then years later, I came at 17 years old, I came to the state to visit, and I decided to stay to go to school, and that empowered me to become, you know, who I am today, because education is really important. And I said, for every girl that we educate, we take 90 people out of poverty. And that's the truth. And so I live by those mantras because people in my life, I remember the first teacher you asked who inspired me. My first ESL teacher was a young lady right out of college. When she was teaching us, you know, she was teaching me to read mice and men and also to learn how to say my name is at the same time. So those kinds of things, and someone took their time to be so kind to me at the moment, right? Those things inspired me to continue. And there was my mom. When she was a woman that was not, not really well-educated but had such a loving heart. Growing up, I mean, she, was, she used to be a seamstress and also a hairdresser. She would buy the cloth to, to make clothes for us and we would see little kids in the neighborhood wearing that same cloth that she was supposed to make clothes for us. So that inspired us. There was never without food around, even when we had lack. But others were always welcome at our table to eat. So those things stayed with me over the years. And the, they always told me that you can never be an island on yourself. Other people have to come and help you become. And you are standing on other people's shoulders constantly. And so for you to become a shoulder then, you have to continue to allow yourself to be used in your community. It is the greatest gift. Yes, the it is. The small acts of kindness and love. Yes. It takes a village to raise one individual. Yeah, you never know the impact that you're having on that one person. That's right. Be the change that you wish to see. Mm, the I power that, of Sam. one. Yes. And there is strength and power in numbers That's as well. Yeah. And then when you sprinkle sprinkle all of your goodness to mm -hmm. others and they sprout yeah. and emulate the love that they've been they given. A wonderful thing. That's what, that's what it's all about. I mean, that you are blessed to be a blessing, right? So constantly we are being given. And I have a saying that you have to produce fruit where you are planted. So you asked me about our community. So this is where I was. For the, I came here when I was 17, and I had never been back to Haiti. But after the earthquake in 2010, my sister woke up one morning the next day because I was in the news that night. The next morning she woke up, she said, we have been silent too long. God wanted us to do something. And through the people in our, our community rose up with us, the Pollocks, and all these other people that we looked up to, they all rose up to us. We sent over $4.8 million worth of medical supplies mm -hmm. in Haiti because of the people of Arizona. All of that small, still voice yes. talking to you, mm -hmm. and you've acted upon it. Yes. So where there's vision, 
there is provision. That's correct. He and called you, he would equip you. <laughs> absolutely. That's you for know, sure. We stayed in the news for three years straight oh. with that uh, endeavor. The acts of kindness. Yeah. Being yeah. a blessing to others. Absolutely. The gifts that you were born with and or you develop along yeah. the way because you persevered and uh, stepped outside yeah. of your comfort zone. And that pruning process, not always easy at all, but yeah. the, the fruits of your labor mm. can be multiplied. Absolutely. Talking about uh, getting out of your comfort zone. So we were, we are in Haiti, right? On the ground. I'm a nurse. I'm trying to help. I, I find myself in a camp of 51,000 people. And I'm like, who's running this camp? Lo and behold, Sean Penn, the actor, right? He shut up and we started talking. We started working together. And then I came back here. I sent another $1.2 million worth of medical supplies to him in Haiti. Wow. He came here to Arizona to visit with my sister and I. And ever since, we've always been kind of watching to see what each other is doing yeah. with it because we're passionate about helping people. Well, you know, I often say align yourself with more like-minded individuals. Yeah. And so often it's the differences in individuals that should draw us yeah. near to those individuals mm -hmm. because my gifts and your gifts are totally different. Yeah, but and when they come together, synergy. Watch out. Synergy. <laughs> Something great's gonna happen. You are termed the make it happen lady. Mm. And you know, you are definitely making it happen. Yeah. You have been recognized and awarded, I mean, on so many levels, the mm. AH. ASE Award, the mm -hmm. Overcomer Award, Changing Lives Community Service Award, uh -oh. Women in Business Award, co-founder of a couple of entities, yes. the Haitian uh, Dis uh, Disaster yes. Relief in Arizona here, yeah. and then the co-founder of Oppression Healing Ministry, yeah. too. Yeah. So you're an honorary doctorate of divinity as Correct. well, yes, and I you do. let faith lead the way. It has to. There's no other way, and it's passion. You know, with all that faith engulfed in it, there's nothing, there's nothing you can't do. There's no place you can't go. I mean, look at me sitting here talking with Dr. Nancy, you know. The sky is the limit. And I, too, have come from humble beginnings. Yes. And it doesn't matter where you came from. Oh, it's what you do with the opportunities that are in front of you. That's what I tell people, you know. And, and I have this thing. I said that. I have zero tolerance for complainers because we all can if we only say yes to what's in front of us and just take it and run with it. You don't have to have A through Z. Start where you are. Correct. Do what you can. Mm -hmm. Work with what you have. Huh? That's what he says. What do you have in your hand? What do you have in your hand? And you will not believe yes. what can develop out of that. I am so super surprised mm -hmm. at what I continue to do Come on. for others. Yes. It's not about me. No. The show is Dr. Nancy Knows, but it's Dr. Nancy Knows, Christine yeah. Mattis. <laughs> Tell us about council member. Well, being a council member, that's another miracle in my life, right? All you're talking about all these years of working with people, being in my community, working on an organization that our current mayor had started years ago called For Our City, where we go into people's neighborhood and revitalize their home, we paint, we fix their front yard, we do all these things. As a matter of fact, we just have our... Um, day, which was October 23rd, a thousand volunteers showed up and we did a hundred homes wow. that were from nine to one o'clock in the afternoon. So these things are happening around us and I was always part of them. I wanted to be part of them. But after 2015, when we sold the last thing of our homes, 
I felt a stirring. I wanted to know where do I go with this stirring? What's next, God? Well, I went back to Haiti, had an orphanage there. I visited with my kids there. And I came back, I went to Israel, sat on the, uh, the sea, by the Sea of Galilee, asking questions, trying to figure this thing out. I came back home and I kept saying, okay, what's next, God? What's next? 2018, at the end of 2018, I did a 21-day fast. And I said, you're going to have to show me what the next thing is. Because the stirring, you can't stop that stirring, right? If you're feeling it right now, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Searching for it, looking for it. And I felt that within that stirring, that I felt that God was telling me that he wanted me to be his voice. And I'm like, I've been your voice. I've been your voice all this time. I've been your hands and your feet everywhere, whatever I do. But there was a deeper understanding of what a voice means. Because it is said that when we sit at a gate, we are allowed to let things in and we are allowed to keep things out, right? Sitting at a gate, and that's at the gate, that's where it's happened. Your voice is greater at the gate. Because right now, you are sitting at a gate, you know, of, of, of the realm where you are right now. It's a gate, and your voice is being heard all over. So I, I looked into it some more. People had already been whispering in my ears, you serve at this level, can you serve also at this level? I said, serving, yes, but leading, I don't know. <laughs> but along the way, you know when you're serving, you're also a leader. And um, that's what I did. I said, okay, I said yes to it. And we started a campaign with nothing. And we won. Top four getter. Well, amen to that. Listen, to much as, uh, you know, given much yeah. is required Correct. and you've been a humble servant mm -hmm. and not everybody gets that same opportunity yes. and it is a blessing oh, it to is. know that you are ordained and, and blessed to say my dear child go out and do mm -hmm. more and this is what it is that I want exactly. you to do and you were obedient to make that happen yes, and guess see what happens mm -hmm. you won with little we love but you had so much. We had so much because I was when I started in 2019. I told you in the end of 2018, but 2019, everybody said it's too early. What she's doing? Why she's doing it? But it's also was like there was a fire behind me saying go, go, go. So I was pushing, and then COVID happened. Then it was like okay, God, do I retreat or do I go all in? I heard all in. For the love of Chandler. So I went all in. We started doing COVID tests. We were one of the first doing COVID tests for the homeless population. I partnered with an organization called uh, Protect AZ. We were flying all over Arizona and all the reservation and helping indigenous and uh, American all over. We were doing it. Thousands of them a day we were doing. And we just keep pursuing and helping people. And through it all, we won. Fewer chosen. You are Many are called. That's Many for sure. Are and you are doing some fantastic things. I want to work with you and continue to extend love my that. help uh, at, at whatever I can do. Yes. First you. you have to get me healthy because that's what she does, guys. She <laughs> gets you healthy. She brings that all parts together, spirit, soul, and body. That's, <laughs> that's what, what I do best. Exactly right. Exactly. And then God gave me this voice yes. to bring others on, to bring more awareness to what they're right. doing. And, mm -hmm. and it's such a gift. And I'm so, so blessed to have you on the show. Thank you now, so much. Can you tell the viewers and listeners how they can get in touch with you? 
from currently because I'm a member of, uh, of the council of the city of Chandler and if you don't understand what that is that means that there are six of us plus a mayor and we run the city so we run the city and making sure that everything and the people that we, we have about 286,000 almost of people in our city we are the fourth largest city here in Arizona and we are doing great things Chandler is a city of innovation we are the only city in the nation in the nation I think of the world also with we have self-driven cars so if you would like to experience that you can come to our city and if you would like to get in touch with me just email me at christine.ellis at chandleraz.gov christine.ellis at chandleraz.gov and we would love to entertain you and speak with you come and visit us in Chandler you will love it there now Christina you know we did not talk about you being a broadcast personality. Oh my goodness, she's going there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the name of your program is Haunted, Haunted. and it stands for something. Please tell Whereas us how. It is. I met the founders of Holy Spirit Network at Dream Center, which is a huge church here in the Phoenix area. And before we left, they were like, we got to talk to you. So they were supposed to fly back to California. They waited because I had another event to go to. They waited. That was five years ago. And we met, and they looked at me, and they said, hey, the Lord want us to embrace you, bring you, and they, they said, okay, we want you to give us a name show and uh, everything, and then we'll, we'll put you on the network. I left them, and I was driving. As I was driving, I had just read something um, by Churchill, and how he said, Mr. Purgeon also, that, uh, that God is a hunter. The Holy Spirit is a hunter. It's like when he was over the earth, right? It says that he brewed over the earth and then there was a light. And he moved over the earth and there was light. And that he was a hunter. And I said, okay, so if you're a hunter, then what are we hunting? We hunt souls. And I said, okay, so uh, he speak to me in acronym. And when I wrote down the word hunted, and it says, Holy Spirit, anoint us now to enter the divine. So that's what it means. And I called them within hours and gave them that information. In five days, I had cards, I was on the network and everything else, and the rest is history. Well, you have 50 million people listening or viewing, viewing your watching, show yeah. in over 187 plus countries. Yeah, and growing. And this network is making a lot. The founders felt that God was telling them that they wanted them to bring certain people out of obscurity. Like people who we wouldn't even thought of at the time. I had, you know, I was a businesswoman. I was doing so many other things. I didn't. I was not thinking about that. I went through them. I received that uh, honorary divinity, and I was ordained as an apostle. And I do carry a light sense with the assembly of God as a pastor. So we are ready to go wherever God has to send us. The Holy Spirit Network. Yeah. Wow. Can you leave us with some advice to the viewers and listeners on, you know, tips on how to just continue to persevere and, mm. you know, cultivate that small, still voice to yes. know what yes. it is that you're doing is yes. right? Yes. It is important for you to have an ear to hear. God says that he's speaking constantly to us. And when we're not paying attention, it can just go right over our head. 
So for you to truly understand where to go, how to do it, it's important to listen. And when you hear, don't hear with your ears, because sometimes we misunderstand what we hear, we hear with our ear. Listen with your heart, because this is where he's speaking to you. It's in your heart. Because it says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he can turn it every which way that he wants it to go. So when you let him have your heart, that's when he can lead you into the different way. Don't think that it's hard. Don't think that you have to shed so many things. You have to leave so many things behind. Just kind of like bend yourself. Kind of just say yes to it. Because I believe when you say yes, nothing can stop you from accomplishing the things that the desires of your heart that you would like to do. Not only what Dr. Nancy knows, but it's who she knows. We'll talk next time.